0: the New York mystery machine. And if Christina was here, she'd say, Tummy Hall, but for ghosts um in some weird voice. Christina's not here at present because um I had COVID last week and was unable to uh, sit with Christina and record a new episode for this week, but, but we did not want to leave you hanging. So what we decided to do was as an early Christmas slash holiday slash whatever you, whatever you celebrate gift. um, We thought we'd give you one of our patron exclusive episodes. Uh, If you don't know, uh, if you join our Patreon at the $5 level or above every month, you get a patron exclusive episode, which is a smaller version of our full podcast, It's usually around 20 to 30 minutes long and it's usually commercial free. Um, Today you're going to get some commercials though, but usually they're commercial free if you're just listening in on the, the, the patron exclusive, like via Patreon. And um, it's a little mini episode uh, about a smaller tale. And we drop these every single month for our patrons. Um, If you're interested in becoming a patron, you go to patreon.com slash NY Mystery Machine. And for as little as $5 a month, you get all these episodes. And we thought, what a fun way to, um, you know, perhaps you know, entice you to join our Patreon by hearing one of these episodes that you get that you don't normally get if you listen to the normal uh, stream. As you know, every week we give you a new episode, but if you're on our Patreon, you get a a bonus episode each and every month. They're only available to you if you join our Patreon. They're on the Patreon app. We thought, in lieu of not having a new episode this week, um, we would just present to you one of our episodes that we recorded for our patrons. And if you are one of our patrons and heard this episode already, well, you know, they can, they can listen to it again. We appreciate you uh, listening to it. I mean, we appreciate all of your support. And so if you are one of our patrons, we thank you for your support, um, emotionally and financially. And if you're not one of our patrons and you listen to this episode, and you're like, huh, I want to hear stuff that I don't get to hear every week. You know what to do. I said it before. I'll say it again. You head on over to patreon.com slash NYMysteryMachine and join our community there. We hope you enjoy this Patreon-exclusive episode from uh, just about a year ago. And um, The the Haunt of the Belasco Theater is a great one, and uh, we think you'll like it. So let's get on into it. Here we go. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to our first ever <gasps> bonus oh. mini episode ah. of the New York Mystery Machine. It's
1: ah. many hall, but for ghosts.
0: Exclusive ghosts.
1: Exclusive ghosts. VIP ghosts.
0: If you're listening to this episode, it's because you donated money monthly to us on our patreon
1: to the adam sad headphones
0: fund (laughs) um and as as a thank you we're uh we're giving you this this delightful little mini episode and every month yeah if you subscribe to the Mm -hmm. patreon at this level or any level higher you will get And mini episode, and they can they'll range from little tales, little little things, uh perhaps interviews with with mm-hmm. with some some folks. And so every month we we aim to give you something a little cool, a little different, and a little exclusive. A lot of exclusive. A lot of
1: exclusive. Very exclusive. It's like you pulled up a chair into this studio and are. Eating social teas with us
0: because <laughs> that's exactly that's what we're doing. <laughs> what we're doing on the mini episodes, we sit with our coffee and mm, eat yeah. our social mm. teas. <laughs> and well, today, Christina, mm-hmm. uh, I figured I'd kick off our first mini episode with uh, something that I know pretty well, something you know pretty well. It's the theater. The theater. Uh, and a few months back, we spoke about the first of many theater ghosts. Our dear, our love of our lives, Olive, Olive, who haunted the New Amsterdam Theater, who still haunts still the New Amsterdam, Amsterdam Theater, um, and today we're doing a, a little mini deep dive into another very famous Ooh. haunted theater, and that is the Belasco Theater. Ooh, the wonderful Belasco Theater.
1: Belasco Theater. Uh,
0: the Belasco Theater is named after the the fame the famous uh, David Belasco. Mm the famed theater actor manager dramatist and director had 111 west 44th street building designed by architect george keister uh, it would open in 1907 as the stuyvesant theater hmm. and uh the structure is brick with limestone trim and a crowning pediment dental cornice. um flooded iconic plasters and coins.
1: I don't know what half of those are. I don't know any are. of
0: those, but that's... Sounds pretty. That's exactly what it's made out of. And <laughs> I'm sure there's people who do know what these are, but I had a report on what it's made out of.
1: Sounds lovely. I think when you
0: talk about a building, it's important to know what the building's made out of. I agree. Um, it was meant to uh, evoke temple. That was the goal of it, mm. to, to be... kind of almost church-like. Okay. And that would really go along with one of Mr. Belasco's many titles because he had many a title that he was called, and one of those titles was The Bishop of Broadway.
1: Oh, (laughs) I love
0: that. Uh, And we'll get to more of The Bishop of Broadway and how he really lived that in his life a little Mm. later on in this episode. (laughs) Okay. Um, So though the outside looked like many of the theaters of the time, the actual house was pretty small. Uh, It meant to offer an equally dramatic yet more personal setting. The building's interior was every bit as impressive as its facade. The vestibule and doors were designed by John Rapp, considered one of the finest theater designers of his day. The light fixtures and ceiling panels were provided by Tiffany Studios, Ooh. and the auditorium featured eighteen murals by the American Ashcan School artist Everett Shin. Hey, I figured you'd know that person.
1: I, I I'm, yeah, that's great. That's I, I didn't really,
0: I didn't really know the work until I, I, I looked it up.
1: Um. I'm pretty sure Ashcan school artists are called Ashcan school artists because their critics were like, oh, they make everything look dirty. Like I said, Ashcan.
0: Oh. That could
1: be that could be apocryphal. But regardless, that's one of the stories about
0: it. Well, there it is. Um, considered a, quote, man of the century, Belasco made sure that his theater was outfitted with the most current innovations, such as a sophisticated lighting and hydraulic system, an elevated stage, vast wing and fly space and a special effects studio. In fact, his lighting system, the first of its kind, was so highly regarded that it was replicated by theaters worldwide. Wow. In 1909, he had a 10-room duplex penthouse apartment built for him that operated as both a living quarters and working space, and it was attached to the theaters upstairs. Wow. There would be an elevator that would go from the theater to his apartment, which is very useful for people like David Belasco. Yeah. Who also did love a... Did of a, a quick romp?
1: Ah, ah, yes. Yeah. So, so it's always good. The it's
0: good to work close to home. Mm. Um, the whole theater would cost roughly seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which is equivalent to eighteen point two million today.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, that's incredible.
0: Tis, while Belasco was alive, he was quite the impresario. He would produce hit after hit. He was also obsessed with realism in the theater. Um, So, for instance, he produced a play that was set in a boarding house. And so when he did that, he went out and bought an actual boarding house, (laughs) which he then took apart and reassembled on stage.
1: Talk about verisimilitude.
0: There was a time when he needed his leading lady to scream believably. Mm. And so to have her do so, he stabbed her in the (gasps) backside with a hat pin. (gasps) Realism in the arts.
1: Wow. Also, how did he do that every night?
0: I think he did it like during rehearsal so she could invoke get used the, to. OK, yeah. all right. What I don't that? think it was like, <laughs> kind of like hold just... <laughs> on for a minute. Let me... Why is the director <laughs> coming on stage and stabbing the leading lady?
1: Imagine like a trap door. Just like a hand comes up and jabs her.
0: He also famously had an insane temper. Mm. When a rehearsal was going poorly, he would take out his gold pocket watch, throw it on the floor and crush it under his foot.
1: Oh, he must the... have a lot of those. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, the gesture terrified actors, but they didn't really know that he had a trunk full of cheap pocket watches in his <laughs> office, and he would just do that over and over again. But what a like, what a Ooh. flex!
1: Yeah, really. Like
0: I am, this is my good pocket watch. I'm smashing, oh. so angry. Um, and above all the things that he was famous for, mm. as alluded to just a moment ago, he was famous for the casting couch.
1: Mm.
0: He mm. slept with many young women mm. and would be starlets of the day. Uh, Often he would be wearing, and here's where the bishop comes into play, he'd be wearing priestly garb. Oh. As he would bring the leading lady to his apartment and usher her into a confessional in the front hallway. Oh God. He he had a confessional in the front of his apartment and he would usher the young lady into the confessional and um for he would have the young lady confess their sins Mm -hmm. and for each sin confessed the actress would need to then remove an article of clothing
1: oh my god it's like strip poker but different it's It's
0: confession poker really weird it's really weird the new york post wrote of this and said it was quote absolution and presumably a contract that came after a climax
1: oh that is such a new york post
0: now here on the New York Mister Machine, we don't king shame. That's not our biz. Yeah. Um But oof,
1: it's still a confessional. lot. Confessional. It's a
0: lot. My word.
1: <laughs> it's this, a commitment. It's a this... level of commitment there. You know. <laughs>
0: oh. But God. again,
1: he you know he took part a boarding house. Of course, he's gonna have a confessional. Yeah. He probably actually lifted it from a church.
0: He loved the sex things, and he had to like do it, do it to it. Mm-hmm. With that being said, let's uh let. Let's take a quick break there. I think that's a that's a healthy spot for one uh, post-confession weird sex thing break. Uh, we'll be back right after this.
1: So you listen to our podcast, which means you must love mysteries.
0: But how would you like to solve your very own mystery?
1: Hunt a Killer is an immersive murder mystery game told over the course of six episode boxes. Each box is filled with different clues and physical items such as autopsy reports, witness statements, and more. You'll use these clues to solve an ongoing murder mystery.
0: Work solo or as a team of sleuths to finally crack the case and reveal the murderer.
1: So do you think you have what it takes to hunt a killer? If so, head to www.huntakiller.com and use the code NY Mystery Machine for 20% off the first box.
0: That's www.huntakiller.com and the code is NY Mystery Machine.
1: Sign up now and begin the hunt. Pow, pow,
0: pow. The New York Mystery Machine is brought to you in part by listeners like you.
1: That's right. Head on over to our Patreon and for as little as $3 a month, you can help keep the pod growing.
0: By joining, you can access a whole bunch of cool stuff such as mini episodes, swag, Exclusive playlists and more.
1: Head to www.patreon.com slash ny mystery machine to find out more and become a patron.
0: That's www.patreon.com slash ny mystery machine and join our ever growing community today. If you ever look at our logo, you may notice a cute furry black and white creature hanging out the window. That's Ted. <laughs> When he's not hanging out inside the New York Missing Machine, Ted is enjoying treats from Barkbox.
1: Barkbox is the dog obsessed company that's devoted to one goal, making dogs happy. It's a monthly subscription, totally customized box of themed toys and treats for your furry friends. Barkbox provides the best products, services, and content for pups and their people. Every box brings your dog more than forty dollars worth of toys and treats, and your first box ships immediately.
0: Plus BarkBox offers a 100% happy guarantee. If your pup isn't happy with their BarkBox, they'll work to make it right.
1: So are you ready to spoil your pup with a BarkBox of their very own? If so, head over to www.barkbox.com slash NYMysteryMachine. If you use our exclusive link, you'll get a free extra month of BarkBox, valued at $35, when you sign up for multi-length plans.
0: Oh, okay, okay, Tedward. I'll say it again for them. Head to www.barkbox.com slash nymysterymachine and get your pup some treats today. All right, and we are back. Belasco would die at the age... Of 77 in 1931. Mm -hmm. And since then, it seems that he never really left. Immediately following his death, actors and staff reported sights and sounds they could not explain. Initially, after his death, it was said that he would appear almost as a solid form Mm -hmm. and speak to actors directly. Not to mention the many reports of women having their asses pinched and seeing no one behind them and stuck
1: with hairpins.
0: He is commonly described as a lone figure dressed in priestly garb, and he watches rehearsals from the balcony.
1: Like he's still in bishop's clothes. Yeah, like God.
0: Talk about taking a shtick really far. Really far. He's like, I'm the bishop of Broadway. <laughs> I wear a priestly garbs and come, come now. Um, uh, shortly after his death, there were reports of uh, raucous, raucous, raucous,
1: <laughs> raucous, of raucous. raucous
0: parties in his apartment. Oh, God. But he seems to keep quieter company these days. Mm. Palazzo's ghost is also not afraid to show his disapproval. Mm-hmm. Over the years, actors claim to have heard moans in the theater wings and had their dressing rooms upturned after a particularly bad performance. Wow. So they would go to their to their to their to their dressing rooms, and when they went, it would all be fucked up.
1: Really hitting them when they're and they'd be down. like, "What the fuck happened here?" And then there was just a gold pocket watch smashed in the <laughs> middle. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs>
0: Other reports include the frequent sounds of footsteps, doors opening and closing, and random curtains swaying without ever being touched. Ugh. In addition, there's also sounds of the elevator moving up and down when it wasn't in, in operation, mm. which is pretty suspect. It's
1: pretty suspect.
0: You hate to have an elevator in operation. And it's one of those old elevators that's like you go in. I was
1: going to say it's probably rickety with like the little (laughs) cage. You have
0: to open the cage. Yeah, the
1: cage, right? I don't have too many of those anymore. I kind of like them.
0: No, I love that. I love that shit. It's dope. Um. Now, like many ghost stories, most of these accounts are just personal stories and experiences. Mm. But this one was offered even more validity when the New York Times reported on the possible existence of a ghost. Oh. The story spoke of a dog that would growl at an invisible figure in the theater each and every day precisely at 4 p.m. Hmm. Uh, apparently, the dog felt a presence, and many people have determined that the presence that the dog felt was that of Mr. Belasco himself. And the New York Times report on wow. this. Wow, the New York FN Times. That. You know,
1: dog. That's why whenever my cats start looking off into the distance,
0: I'm like, it's a I ghost. To freak
1: out! I don't care for it.
0: Not Ted. Ted just hears random noises, and he's like, "What?" that's
1: upsetting too." Um. Okay,
0: I go back down now. <laughs>
1: That's a. It could be ghost noises for all you know.
0: Ghosts. Um. Actress Kim Hunter appeared at the Belasco in a thriller called "Write Me a Murder" in 1961. Hmm. She told the New York Post at that time that one night during the run, as she was looking at herself in the full-length glit mirror Belasco had installed, she glimpsed a priest standing behind her. When she turned around, he was gone.
1: Oh, was he? Oh, my gosh.
0: Can you just imagine, though? That's a classic, like horror movie, yeah, like it. you're just like, you your thing, you, you look down for a second, you look up and you see something and you're like, what? And then it's gone.
1: Um, That is one of my deepest fears that somehow that's going to happen to me.
0: Every time I go into the bathroom yes. at bathroom like, if I ever have to go to the bathroom at like 3am, like 2am, whatever, Mm-mm-mm-mm. anytime I go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, that is my number one fear. Yes. And I know it's never going to happen. Right. Like I feel very confident it's never going to happen to me. Right. But for some reason. I get it. That's me. A part of my brain just believes that that may happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's or if, worse, if you open the medicine cabinet to get something and then you close it, I feel like that's that's when they appear behind you. Mm. you close that medicine.
0: Oh, oh yeah, because you know because you don't see it and then you close it and they go like, big bow. A big bow, <laughs> a big bow! <laughs> and they say a big bow. You a big bow. <laughs> um, however, it may not just be Belasco that haunts this theater.
1: Who else is it, Adam?
0: <laughs> Here on the mini episodes, I don't edit out when Christina <laughs> takes a swig of her coffee. <laughs> Many reports talk of the blue lady.
1: Oh. Everyone's, not a lady and wife?
0: No, a blue lady. Blue lady. Okay. And she's not really in blue, she's the blue lady. We'll get there in a second. Ooh. It is rumored that this is the spirit of an actress who died after falling down the elevator shaft that took Belasco and his friends up to his penthouse. Huh. Other reports claim that she's an old flame of Belasco, who died, um, you know, separately, and then found him in the afterlife.
1: Huh, and now lives in the elevator.
0: Yeah, they, they, she, like, she was like, oh, I'm I'm away, but then I was like, hey, now that I'm dead, I guess I can just... Just hang out here. Float my way.
1: And she's blue?
0: She's blue. Why is, is she it? blue? Well, no, who knows, but... <laughs> But now, together, for eternity, for eternity, they reside at the theater uh, in all sorts of different um, haunts. Mm. Another thought of who this mystery lady is, is that of a ghost of a red-headed stripper mm. who worked in the building when it became a strip club called the Follies in the mid-1900s. Mm. She is said to have committed suicide by hanging herself Ooh. in the Belasco Theater basement. Oof. Oof. Yeah, you hate to see it happen.
1: Yeah, gosh.
0: No one wants to be... Hung in the Belasco Theater.
1: Basement. Oh, that sounds terrible.
0: There was also a time uh, in between, in between the theater uh, operating, when it was also a church, mm-hmm. and so maybe, it really became a church. It really That's became funny. a church for a section, and they didn't like do like it wasn't like a Roman Catholic church. It was like one of the another side religion church. <laughs> I don't like, I, don't know, I forgot what, what church it was, but like it was just a gathering and but there yeah. was like an organist and it said that um, the organist would hear and see things in the church as well. And also that a lot of the modern things that the people are reporting now could also have happened when the, when the theater was in fact a church as uh, well. Mm-hmm. That is a lot of opportunity for the paranormal and the ghostly mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that could have occurred. <laughs>
1: Especially if you're burying
0: people. Playbill, um, which for those who don't know, is the, 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 the official magazine of Broadway, um, has a website and um, it's where you get your, the programs at a Broadway show are called Playbills and that's because of the organization called Playbill. They once did a spotlight on the theater's haunting and one television and film actress who preferred to remain unnamed hmm. told them that she heard her locked dressing room door open when she was taking a shower. Ooh. And upon investigating, she found the door still locked. Oh, I hate that. But the bathroom steeped in a blue glow.
1: Ooh! Blue lady. Ooh. Lady in blue. Creepy.
0: They say Mr. Belasco used to make an appearance at every single opening night in his box until Old Calcutta. Mm. Old Calcutta was an old nude review that ran in the theater in the 70s. Okay. And people were like, I don't know, maybe he was just a little too, uh, maybe maybe it was a little too risque for him. Maybe oh. it, maybe is isn't like when like other people get to be naked not by his demand.
1: I was going to say, I would imagine he would have liked the nudity, but I see what you're saying. He didn't... Like, hey, hey, hey,
0: hey, hey. If anyone's
1: making That's people not how get the game naked, works. <laughs> I make
0: people get naked.
1: You confess, and then you take off the clothing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is the rules. <laughs> um, but it's said that he has made a return since then. Mm. Spook Testani... The production stage manager for Hamlet in 1995 at the theater said, quote, The woman who played Gertrude in Hamlet had a death scene every night when she died in a chair. Mm. Center stage, looking up. She says every night she see a woman in a blue dress in the balcony walk up the center aisle and leave. Huh. But it's important to note, the Belasco's balcony doesn't have a center aisle. Oh, so basically, it was just walking through. Oh,
1: walking interesting.
0: through through, uh, through chairs. And I assume people.
1: And I assume people, which is also really if freaky. it's a packed house. How do you? How do you? I don't
0: want. I don't want a ghost going through me. Mm-mm.
1: Don't
0: don't come through me, ghost.
1: <laughs> I'm also just like I can't imagine sitting there playing dead, right, and watching that happen. It's that like, sounds horrible. It's like she dies. Like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs>
0: in 1981 uh, stagehand Ted Abramov and the head electrician were locking up for the day when he saw a woman in blue walking across the back of the theater Uh, quote I told the electrician and he said there's no one there I saw her go up the stairs the first balcony but she vanished she recalls oh someone told him later you saw the lady in blue I'll remember the color of that dress to this day he says so in some reports it's a blue glow, uh, glow. Mm. in other reports she's like straight up in blue, but it's always blue. Okay. Which I think is a good relief from from the white. I'm tired of the ghost Tired of white. Lady in White. So it's good that it's blue. Right. Peter Guernsey, a stagehand, was closing up one night when a sudden chill made him turn around. He says, quote, I saw a two foot trail of blue material, like the train of a dress, going up the stairs to Belasco's apartment. Which is wired with sensors that would have gone off if anyone was there. No alarm sounded, and Guernsey fled.
1: Huh. Well, good good, good guy. Good that. That's He's what like, you do. I'm off You don't stick around.
0: around. <laughs> Some of these stories, people are like, I guess I'll, I guess I'll go up and follow it.
1: I know, which is fascinating. Sounds, it would not be my choice. This sounds
0: like something that's smart to do.
1: <laughs> Never saw a horror film.
0: So, who is the woman in blue? Right, like we know Belasco's there, but there's the stories of these this woman in blue. Well, Mary Ellen Kelly, who was researching the history of David Belasco and his theater back in two thousand three, says that many believe it's late actress Leslie Carter. She says, "quote Belasco was building the theater the year he broke up with her. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, she went off and got married, and he never hired her again, and oh. her career never recovered."
1: Oh. That's a shame. And so what
0: do you do? You haunt the theater. You go back. Gotta go back home.
1: And you you make passive aggressive statements about how the other person's acting is doing by leaving in the middle of a death scene. It's like,
0: I this is not good. (laughs) could have done better than that. Could have done better than that. An investigation by Paranormal NYC was conducted on September 10th, 2006, and which aired on the Mm Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, They reported an unusual moment. What occurred was one of the investigators observed a white soccer-sized ball moving erratically in a dark room.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And that's the most they got out of that investigation. Um,
1: Still weird. Yeah.
0: Over the years, there's been many accounts from actors, stage managers, uh, a crew alike, um, hearing noises, hearing sounds. Um, the elevator is, is one of the more common things that they hear going up and down. But other times, it's very not noisy and, mm. and dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very erratic. It's not constant. Um and most of the time, people who actually have seen the shows, audience members, don't have any real contact with it. Okay, so it's and really for the actors, yeah, it's really like honestly a production thing. <laughs> like there's so many like little reports over the years from actors, from you know stage crew, yeah. from stage management, uh, all giving these accounts, but. When researching, there's not a lot of people in the audience ever saying That's they saw something. A lot of it is very based, which I think is so fascinating, especially because they were theater people, perhaps. Right. Like, so focused on, you know, the actual industry that all of the interactions that they choose to have are with people who are working in the actual, inter- in their theater. Right. Especially Velasco, it's like, you're in my theater. Right. So you're going to 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 adhere to my demands right. of my theater. It needs to...
1: That's fascinating.
0: Ah, uh, the theater is still in operation today, uh, and reports still flutter in on appearances, sounds, and smells. Currently, Girl from the North Country is playing there mm-hmm. as of this recording, mm. and there have not reported any uh, any sounds or sights. It was also dormant for um, almost a year and a half during this COVID outbreak, right? Uh, during this pandemic, uh, and since coming back, there has not been, uh, I have not seen or heard any reports of any. Uh, Action coming out of the wow. the Blasco theater. I mean,
1: Belasco doesn't want to get Omicron either.
0: Yeah, he's like, oh fuck this. God, I don't want this. Oh my god. Wow. That and fun. that has it. That's
1: that's got like a billion ghosts in it potentially.
0: Well, I think like two, three. Who's a third?
1: Wasn't there a redhead or a? No, that's all theories for I the blue. It's all theories for the blue. Oh, okay.
0: The chief, yeah. The chief thing is two. It's Belasco and this lady, this blue lady. But you can go to the to the Blasco Theater and you can see a show there and maybe peel your eyes up in the boxes mm-hmm. to see if you can see Mr. Blasco showing approval, disapproval. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna see him, it's gonna be opening night.
1: Okay, so you gotta go opening. Because that's
0: when he's gonna be like, yes or no, this is good or bad. Right. Or you won't see him at all, because again, not a lot of people have a uh,
1: interacted. Yeah, have interacted mm-hmm.
0: with him. But there you have it.
1: Well, thank you, Adam. That's our first little mini Look at episode.
0: That. Not too long, not too short, just Just, enough. Just mini. Uh, We all new. I know all new mini episode next month, but they'll always appear on the Patreon page. And um, yeah. So once again, thanks for, for joining us on this patron exclusive content. Uh, and we look forward to to having you listen into to our normal podcast every Monday. Uh, but we'll be coming back at you once again uh, next month with an all-new bonus mini episode. I have been Adam Mace. I've been Christina Marinelli. And thanks for taking a bonus ride on the <gasps> New York Mystery Machine.
1: Tammany Hall, but for very exclusive ghosts.
0: Very exclusive ghosts.